Welcome back to the Rhonda Swan Show. I'm so excited about this recent series. As you've been watching, I've been bringing on the authors of the new book, Women Gone Wild Intuition Edition, and the women that are coming forward to only share their gifts with the world, but also to our audience is completely mind-blowing. And my guest today is Stephanie Jay. She's an entrepreneur and classical Tantra practitioner. She's also a Mind Valley certified business coach, a certified somatic sexologist, international best-selling author, and the co-founder of the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy. Stephanie believes that as an entrepreneur, your pleasure is your secret weapon. She also activates this pleasure potential within you, creating safety and providing guidance to follow this energy into ultimate business and impact success. Her unique mixture of new age somatic training and traditional academic education brings you back into the body as a means of creating your dream reality. Stephanie, so good to have you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I know. All right. So first, you have to tell us where you are because you are not in Bali, which is where you reside now. You're not in the in Canada. Where Correct. are you? <laughs> yeah. So I am up in the Himalayas of India, actually. Um, currently in the middle of an Ayurvedic retreat uh, at, a, at a wonderful, wonderful place. And um, it's my first time in India. I've got the, I can literally see the sun right now at 6.30 in the morning. I can see the sun coming up over the Ganges River. Wow. And it's, this is such, we're in Rishikesh and it is such a magical place. Second most sacred place in the entire world. It's beautiful to be here. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps, feeling energy. What are you guys doing there? You're doing a retreat. <laughs> Yeah, so we actually have a few things happening here. We have an Ayurvedic retreat that we're on right now, um, which is cleansing of the body, mind, and soul. It is, um, I'm very new to Ayurvedic and this style of mm -hmm. Eastern medicine, and I will literally never go back. It is incredible. <laughs> wow, I can't really? recommend it highly enough. Um, oh yeah, it's been it's been an incredible time here. We leave in three days and I'm already like, oh my gosh, when are we booking our next trip? Like, can I just live here, please? I love it. You know, um, I, and then I, we're up to the... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I say I did some Ayurvedic work and I'm a pita. What are you? Pita vata. Yeah, okay. Nice. I, I figured this so much. <laughs> I yeah. don't I don't know as much about it probably as you do now, but I'm excited if you're a pita too, because you can help give me some some things that you learn. Uh, I'm super excited though to have yes. you here, babe. Let's yeah, let's talk a bit about you and what you've been doing with Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy. I mean, it's already a super huge success. Um, how did, yet, yeah, how did they only two years, wait, wait, the company's only two years old, right? How did you guys go from like That's correct, two yeah. years to where you are right now? And tell us a bit about the Quantum Academy, oh, Alchemy. Thank you. Um, so the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy, it's an esoteric leadership school. So what we're doing is taking esoteric principles, um, occult-based principles, you know, spiritual things like manifestation of mindset, mm -hmm. but much further into the realm of hermetic magic, Egyptian tantra, um, really working with energetics, quantum mechanics, and metaphysics, mm. and bringing that into the leaders of tomorrow. So that you can move through and beyond just, you know, not just working hard and having that mission, but doing it in a way that's in alignment with universal laws. Because mm. when you do that, things like intuition happen very naturally and it, everything just clicks. It becomes so much easier and you don't feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill anymore. Mm. And it's a big passion of ours to be activating the change makers of tomorrow 
and making them more accessible to the world. And the best way to do this is to give them the tools that, you know, sages and mystics have been using for years, which is basically magic. Wow. Okay. I love this. This is such a great topic. In fact, I had a conversation with a guy last night and he was like, Rhonda, so many great things keep happening to you in your life. Um, how are you using like manifestation and, you know, your intuition to make this happen? And I want to ask you the same question because for me, I was just like, I, I don't know, just what I do. <laughs> like, I don't think about it. It's, just, <laughs> it's constant. You know, he's like, do you stop and go, I'm manifesting because let's just get real. Cause I'm, I'm always like the, the other side of the spiritual world. I hear often, I'm just going to manifest this. And I'm like, do you really know what that means? Because it's very different than no. just, I'm just going to see if I can manifest money or I'm going to see if I can manifest wealth. I want to hear your take on this. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. And that's actually one of the challenges that we see so much in the manifestation and like the new age, neo spiritual community. Um, and, and, when we first started traveling, so we've traveled all over the world, we actually, my partner and I, we run the business together, we would stay primarily in spiritual communities because we're like, oh, we want to be around the people that are mm -hmm. manifesting and the people that are in this spiritual energy. And it actually turned out when we moved to Bali, we actually intentionally did not choose to stay in that area because we yeah. found that there was a lot of this like flowy, spiritual bypassing yes. nonsense that's actually you know, really annoying <laughs> and not effective. And it's just helping people stay stuck. It's just mm, another version yeah. of escapism, but we've labeled like spirituality on top of it. And so all of a sudden it's become okay. And that's, mm. that's really not how it works. So manifesting really requires a lot of actual effort. It's not a primarily feminine energy. Yes, the receiving is a feminine energy, but there's also a very masculine container that is required. We live in a world of duality and for anything to work in the universe, we need to have both energies. So there has to be a masculine energy of a mm. spiritual aggression with yourself and your mindset, which you know, people like, like yourself, Rhonda, and myself through a lot of my work, we've really learned to be, have that naturally. I love that though you said don't have say, that ability to pull themselves. Yeah. Say that again though. You said spiritual aggression. I'm like, wow, like that. Say, let's, what is that? Because I really tuned into that word because it's like, yeah, it's like very on point. Like you are, you're very mindful with this, you know, what, what you're looking for. Yep. Tap more into that. I love it. So it's about being spiritually aggressive and disciplined with yourself. It's not so much about, you know, I'm just going to wake up and be in the flow of the day and allow the current of energy to take me. It's about waking up and saying, okay, I'm going to get up at 4am and I'm going to have these practices and I'm going to be relentless with my mindset. This is a mm. huge, huge piece that yeah. we share a lot that has been a huge piece of my transformation as well is just relentless mindset work, relentless inner work, and not allowing yourself to just say, oh, okay, well, today I'm just going to allow it to lapse, or today mm. I'm just not going to do this thing, or today I'm just going to, you know, be in the flow. And no, if you have a structure, if you have a schedule, it's important to be fully spiritually aggressive with yourself. You don't let any negativity, you don't let that ego grab you. It's just no, not available for this today. And really allowing yourself to be in that energy of spiritual aggression with yourself. Mm. That's where massive transformation happens. We don't transform when we're just like chilling on the couch watching Netflix, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I really dig that. And you know, I, I, I had people for many years say, oh, you're always in your masculine. You're so bold. I'm like, actually, no, that's also my feminine. Right. I can be very relaxed yeah. and receive, but my feminine is, this is what I know. These are my boundaries. This is what I want. And I think some people, they really do get that confused because there is just a lot of talk about, you know, and I hate, I never down the spirituality, but there is that airy fairy style, right? Which we, it, it's like, 
Okay, mm-hmm. stay there. Yet, now let's bring it back. If you really want to create and manifest, let's just move yourself into a bit more uh, deliberate action so that the universe really knows what you want, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not taking that inspired action, you're not taking those steps forward. I mean, how many different things do you think about in a day? Yeah. How is the universe supposed to know which one you actually want if you're never taking inspired action towards any of them? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about this. So I know uh, I want to know how did you guys arrive at this idea of like wealth and sexuality or pleasure, right? Because many have connected it to maybe mindset and to spirituality. But what's your take on how that all wraps together? You know, it's really a, a personal unfolding of how things manifested in my life. I mean, I also had a very, what you would call corporate masculine background. And through a bunch of different intuitive hits, um, ended up evolving that into, you know what, I'm out of corporate. My I, What I call my like corporate bottom moment, rock bottom moment was the day that I had achieved this beautiful, you know, a wonderful job in the tech industry, making more money than everybody that I know. Mm. I have this like really flashy job. And then my boss comes to me and says, oh, you have to um, buy a sat nav phone so that anytime you're on vacation, we can call you. Oh, right. <laughs> and I was like, eh, no, I don't, that's not <laughs> what I signed up for. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> How about no thanks? Yeah. Um, so we ended up... Um, you know, my partner and I had just gotten together and I had been getting this, this intuitive pull and learning to follow my intuition, doing a lot of mindset work for a while. And we ended up going into this opportunity to launch a retreat together, a retreat business. And through a lot of intuitive pulls and trusting intuition, that first retreat center actually, or a retreat sold out in six weeks. And we didn't have a business. We didn't have anything. And this is what really got me trusting. Okay. Like, wow, what is this intuition piece? Like, this is totally different. Like everything tells me I have to have an audience. I have to have had a business for 10 years before I can run a retreat. It has to take a year to plan it. Everything in the logical world has taught me this. But what if I like, I come over here, I've just broken all of those rules, right? I like Mm. sold out a retreat, planned and sold out a retreat in six weeks. So that really kind of got me thinking like, wow, there's something to this. Yeah. And that was my the death of my corporate career. Off, off with corporate, Yay. off with the fully masculine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and into the realm of the unknown um, and into, at the time, retreats. Then COVID happened. Yeah. And so there were no more retreats. <laughs> and we needed to pivot again. And so I tapped into my intuition. And in tapping into my intuition and feeling like, okay, what's the next thread that wants to be pulled in my life? Like, where's the current trying to take me? And this is where mm. that healthy feminine really comes in, is in trusting that and feeling that energetic pull of what wants to be birthed next. Mm. And what it kept coming back to, like, more pleasure, more sexuality, working in that space and working with those energies. And it seemed, again, as things do with intuition, very counterintuitive at the time. You've got this like very masculine corporate person who's now had a complete 180 and is like, oh, let me go play in the like tantra and sexuality space. But the more I played in that area, the more I played in that energy, the more I discovered, the more turned on I felt and the more I was moving energy through my body, the more everything lit up in my life. Like Mm. we talk about instant manifestation. We talk about, Rhonda, how do things magically just happen for you? Like working with sexual energy and allowing myself to be in a state of pleasure is when everything just started lighting up. And anytime things get a little sticky or a little frustrating, nine times out of 10, it's because I'm just in my own way and I am not enjoying myself. I love that though. I mean, it's a big, it's a big topic, you know, like, and you know, same, I was corporate, right? So I had my, you know, strong line and 
I was forcing a lot of success. You know, I felt like I was really doing yeah. the climbing. That's why they call it climbing the ladder because you really are. And then it's like, when I literally just let it go, sat by the fire for hundreds of hours and, you know, hung out in Bali and decided to really understand what I wanted and what I was about, what made me happy and pleasured, boom, right? That's where is the magic. So let's, I want to kind of go yeah. a little bit deeper because I think some people get slightly taboo when they think of Tantra or even certainly in America, we talk about sex, it's constantly sold yeah. to us, right? Um, but in practice, it's generally pretty taboo to speak of sex, you know, and people get a little bit weird about it, right? So how can entrepreneurs, would you say, especially in America or Canada or North America, um, who do want to unlock that power of pleasure and abundance, um, how do they work this into their daily life, right? Because it's, it is, a, it get, becomes a fine line, right? People are like, I'm not going to touch that, right? Or I'm in. <laughs> so like, where's the balance? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, like the, it's baby steps, right? I mean, I don't believe in just like pushing yourself off a cliff and just like hoping you don't have a psychotic break on the half halfway down. It's all about baby steps and like reasonable integration within your life. Yeah. So the very first piece is recognizing that like we cannot manifest more money or the success that we want if we do not believe we're worthy of the pleasure-based things we want to buy with that. Mm. Like, that's the most important thing. Why do you want more money? Why do you want success? Oh, because you want to go on this luxurious vacation or you want to have a bigger home. What is that? That's a pleasure-based desire. Mm -hmm. So if you don't think you're worthy of pleasure at a deep level or you think pleasure is bad or taboo or risky, not even just sex, but pleasure in general, especially as women, we can have a really, really big block against that. Mm. If we don't think that's valid for our lives, we're never going to be able to create the money or the success to buy the thing that we think we're not worthy of having. It creates too much cognitive dissonance. Mm, so yes. the first thing is like reframing that piece in your brain and allowing yourself to come back to so like, oh yeah, wait, the whole reason I'm doing this is so I can experience more pleasure. So like maybe we should pull a little bit of that in right now. Let's start with that. And then moving from there, moving into pieces like, how can I bring more pleasure into my daily life? And if it's not sexual energy, if that's not feeling available for you, and Tantra talks about moving energy, even just when we're like, it's really enjoying a strawberry, as an example, <laughs> the taste of a strawberry or a really good taste of chocolate, or just mm. coming into complete and total presence in the moment, really feeling your body and being available from an American perspective, being energetically available for this present moment and enjoying and being in gratitude, deep gratitude and enjoyment for this present moment. Whatever's happening right now, if you're going out with friends and you have a beautiful glass of wine, don't be on your phone, be present here. Allow mm. yourself to experience the pleasure and luxury. And then going one step further, allowing what I'll call sacral energy, because it's not necessarily sexual. Sacral mm, yeah. energy is also your creative life force, mm. right? It's what lends souls on the planet, what births babies. It's also where every single intuitive idea comes from. So allowing yourself to work with sacral energy, that feeling in your tummy that gets you lit up, even stepping into that is going to create a really massive transformation mm. in your life. Mm. You know, Tantra gets this idea that it's all about sex, but it's really just the spiritual science of energy. Mm. That's that's what Tantra is. So I'll anytime you're working with energy and you're working with feeling good, you're, so, you're golden. I love this. Okay. So, and I, I really, I, I'm so happy the way that you shared it because you made it so available, um, to others, right? It, it's just about pleasure. It's not about thinking about the sex side. And I think that's, that's like where everyone puts the taboo. Of course, 
you know, the forces that that be want us to feel shamed about being pleasured and bringing that into us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about sexual pleasure. It's about literally being so pleasured and grateful for where you are and what you have in the moment. This is where that manifestation and that intuition begins to activate. And I um, I love how you express it. Um, let's let's go slightly deeper then, because um, you talk about purpose activation, right? So it's kind of like starting to flow in. Um, like, mm-hmm. what would you say, can you tell me what, like, what is it that if even the most skeptical people, like, how do they achieve that? Right? Because we're talking about, you know, the sexual side and the skeptics, but what about this pur- purposeful activation? Yeah. So purpose is really, um, I like to say purpose is who you are being, mm. not what you are doing. Yeah. We get really caught up in this idea that like my purpose is being a teacher or my purpose is being a doctor or yoga teacher or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, but the truth is if that was the case, then like, I, I'll just take it back to women because this is an easy example. When you decide to take a year off because you want to raise your children, right? You have a new baby and you want yeah. to take a year off. Are you no longer in your purpose? because you're not being a teacher? No, of course not, that would be silly. That's just a cycle of your life. It's an evolution of your purpose. It now evolves into something different. Mm. So your purpose is who you are being. And we can't be our most aligned, activated, intuitive self. Again, if we're working from this like rigid place, you know, you mentioned earlier that like the powers that be want us to think that um, pleasure is shameful. And I always want to ask the question when there's like this really strong push from Mm. any authoritative force or any uh, social force that a certain thing is either good or bad in one direction or the other. The question is why? Like, what's the motivation yeah, what's there? what's the motivation? And the truth is, it's really hard for us to be in our purpose mm-hmm. if we're not turned on, if we're not, like, lit up by life, if we're not excited to wake mm-hmm. up every morning, if we're just going through the motion and doing a job that we hate and, you know, answering text messages all days and just just literally living life on autopilot and this rigid, small little box of who we were meant to be, that's not your purpose. That, that's not purpose at all. But that's also not a pleasure-based life. Mm-hmm. And the more you follow your pleasure and follow where what lights you up and doesn't and I want to catch myself here because we have this idea of follow your list and I don't like up because that gives you the idea that it's never going to be hard. You are going to have to grow. You're yeah, going to have it. to transform. <laughs> it will be hard. It should be hard. You want it to be hard. So don't follow your bliss as an escapism, but follow your pleasure as in what is lighting me up in this moment and your who you become will naturally be you on purpose. Mm, that's big. Yeah, I hope everyone really heard that because there's a lot of light bulbs, right? That that a lot of us will do that, right? We even start, we quit one thing and start doing another and all of a sudden we're like, I don't even care about this. I'm just doing it to make money, right? And the moment we realize yep. that it's awareness, a lot of it's awareness, you know, and it's like, boom, the awareness happens. You're like, oh, I don't this anymore <laughs> which and i always reward that right when people realize it, it's like yes go whether it's employees right like go find your your bliss and use the the stepping stones to get to those points and um you know use them as, as lessons uh i i love the work that you do babe i mean i'm so excited about you being part of the book uh in you know the next intuition book so i know a lot of this is all going to tie together but can you yeah kind of like tie a little bow on it why you're so inspired to be part of this book and how this message is going to really bring forward to uh those that are going to read it Mm, beautiful yes i um 
as somebody who grew up um, as very much in my masculine and not allowing my intuition to come through at all and being very structured by like logic and not even allowing really my emotions to, to come through. Like I was raised very, very masculine. These things are not acceptable. They're not allowed. There must be a logical reason for everything. Hitting what I would call a, a pretty major rock bottom moment, living in that way, even though I had everything on the outside that I wanted and then learning to evolve my intuition and seeing now that everything I desired and everything that was in my heart that I knew I was meant to have was on the other side of learning to trust my intuition, mm. was on the other side of me actually tapping into my emotions and allowing myself to be in that state of pleasure, removing that like hustle, grind, masculine culture and moving into a healthy masculine as we started this conversation with, where my masculine is there to support my feminine, to help me in taking actions, to help me in staying structured so that my feminine can actually receive the things that I want in my life. And in doing that, my life is completely, completely transformed. I mean, I travel the world now. I run this amazing, like multi, multi six figure business. It's only two years old, making way more money than I ever made in corporate. And I actually, I get to take months off and go to Ayurvedic retreats in India. It's literally my dream life. And no, never could I have created this until I started stepping into my intuition. Oh, I love it. And it's so important. I wish I had had an example like me when I started <laughs> to be able to figure this and hear that it was possible. Wow. And that's why I'm excited to, to share the book yes. is to be able to say, hey, you got to take a little bit of a leap of faith, but it's possible. And look at all the amazing shit that's on the other side. Oh my gosh. This is so inspiring. I mean, think about you. As you were saying this, I'm like, I'm imagining, and I was literally feeling all of these women that are opening this book going, wait, pleasure is my birthright. My intuition is mm -hmm. something that allows me to create from within. And we don't have to have all of these, you know, structures that make us feel trapped. And your chapter and your in your your take on what intuition really is for you is gonna inspire so many women. You know, so many women, and I think so many men too, and this is what I'm excited about too, uh, Stephanie, is that when when someone reads these chapters, it's like your life, your story is coming out for someone. And there's going to be someone on the other side that has the exact same you know, life that you had or, you know, awareness, or maybe you help them create that awareness. And uh, that to me is such a bigger mission of what this book is about and, and what we want to help do for other women. Cause you said that I wish I had a me, you know, me too. I wish I had a me to follow back then. So <laughs> I'm so excited for you, babe. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your time in India. I can't wait to see you back in Bali. We're going to be doing so many cool things when you get back. And, um, yeah. Any last final words that you'd like to say? Uh, definitely. The last thing I'd like to add is, yes, your pleasure is your birthright. It is also your power. Mm. So lean into your pleasure as your power. And I uh, cannot wait to be part of the book and see everyone later. I love it. Thanks, my dear. Have a great one. And don't forget, everyone, wait for the next episode. We're going to have another one of our amazing authors talking about the work that they do in the world and how they tap into their intuition and how that helps them leave a bigger impact on the world. Thanks for being here. Look forward to seeing everyone. Don't forget to be unstoppable and stay wild. <laughs>